Matt, grab your pitons and rope because tonight we're going climbing. Have you ever wanted to run a mountainous campaign? Well, hang on, because tonight we're taking your campaign to new heights. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight, we're discussing mountainous regions. Yes, we are climbing high this evening, talking about terrain. Indeed. Once again, it's been a while since we've done our terrain series. In fact, the last time we did our terrain was, I believe, the Underdark. Yes, indeed. We're going in the opposite direction. Yes, we went from the depths of the earth. Now we're going to the peaks of the world. And so tonight... We're going to tell you guys how to run a campaign using mountains as a terrain, as well as maybe some of the monsters and denizens that live on a mountain. Some themes and some story ideas. Mm -hmm. Just like we always do. (laughs) But before we get to that, if you haven't yet, hit the like and subscribe button so that you could be notified when all of the awesome episodes come your way. And hey, if you're listening to the show, give us a review on iTunes or Podchaser. It'll take us to new heights. It won't, but... It, it might. It may. It gets the word out, right? Indeed. So, why are we talking about mountains tonight, Matt? They make great impediments. They make great set dressing. They're good places to gather resources or have lairs. Basically, they're just useful to have laying around. And pretty much every game I've ever run that is a fantasy campaign at some point had a mountain range. It should. There's multiple throughout the entire world. They form... Due to natural forces, it only makes sense to have mountains. Absolutely. Huge variety of flora and fauna options in a mountain. So everything from giants to elementals to dwarves. Yeah, it also is going to depend on where your mountains start. Can you imagine the difference between a mountainous range that starts in uh, an Arctic region and the kinds of creatures you'll find on it versus a mountain range that starts in a rainforest. Oh, yeah. You definitely have some different types of flora and fauna for that, or even like a blasted desert mountain range. Sure. Or a volcano. Actually, we're not covering volcanoes because volcanoes will be its own separate terrain. Indeed. Because we love volcanoes. I love volcanoes. (laughs) Another reason to deal with mountains is they offer a variety of challenges. Well, what do we mean by that? You're going to have terrain issues. Some of the things we're going to discuss are like natural challenges, creature challenges, uh, challenges for travel, that sort of thing. And also the actual uh, CR, if you're talking about D&D, but also the weather and all the various elements can change drastically depending upon the elevation, right? Mm -hmm. You can have an entirely different ecosystem on the base of the mountain than you do at the peak. Indeed. And that's really cool because mountains aren't just one specific type of terrain. They can be multiple different types of terrain. And if you don't believe us, go check out Chile. Yeah. Compare Chile to the Rockies. Or the Himalayas, right? Or the Himalayas, yeah. But I mean, like at the base of the mountain in Chile, it's, what is it, like tropical? It's rainforest. It's rainforest, right? You get all the way up, it's something else. So, Well, on the east side, it's rainforest. So what is a mountain specifically? We have the definition because we, we, we looked it up. Indeed. And Matt's got the definition. What is that, Matt? A mountain is defined as a large natural elevation of the Earth's surface rising abruptly from the surrounding level, a large steep hill. Yeah, it's a fucking mountain. You guys all know <laughs> what mountains look like. 
The only reason I included this is because everybody knows what a mountain is, and I've n- it never occurred to me to actually look up the definition. Why not? Yeah. Now, mountain regions can vary drastically from each other, as we mentioned before. So take the Appalachians, where we're close to, because we live in Georgia, or go back to the Himalayas, right? Way different types of mountains right there. Vastly different. Vastly different, right? One you can climb up. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Well, it depends on the Appalachians, right? Uh, we're also, as I mentioned, not including volcanoes because I want to do an entire episode on volcanoes. Yes. And we should. I'm sure it's on the list somewhere. Guaranteed that at least 30 minutes of it is going to be me talking about volcanic calderas. And the uh, another 30 minutes is is going to be uh, you planning your evil villain lair. Yes. 100% <laughs> down in Kilauea. So let's start off by getting into the challenges. Well, I think the first challenge that we would have if you were to run a game or get into the terrain of a mountain is obviously travel. First off, mountains tend to be vertical or near vertical. They're going to be vertical faces on almost every mountain, and that's an issue. Yes. You're either going uphill or you're going downhill. Right. You're dealing with gravity, unless you can fly. Sure. But even then, there are problems. For example, wind. Yeah. You may need to make maps to find the right paths and passes. And this is, by the way, very fun because... Getting up the mountain or going through a mountain range can happen at the speed of storytelling. Sure. DMs, make it as long as it needs to be for dramatic tension. If it takes five minutes to get through because you want to get to the action, cool. You've spent three weeks going through the mountain ranges and encountered nothing. Yep. Or if you want to It's really- been beautiful. The vistas have been amazing. You know, you can always go into... Do the cinematic pan. Sure. They're at the top <laughs> of the mountain. And keep it moving. They're just shouting, Ricola! And then they go down the mountain, right? You find one of those giant horns, but there's nobody there. Yeah. (laughs) Or, on the other hand, you may have to fight every square inch going up the mountain, which is also lots of fun. Yeah. Some mountains are vicious. Some of the inhabitants, even more so. We'll get to that. What else we got in terms of travel challenges, Matt? Well, even if you have a map, the paths might change due to weather. They might get washed out or what have you. Yeah. And as we mentioned... They can be enormous, right? It could be a small mountain. It could be a single mountain that you may have to climb up or around. Sure. Or it can be an entire range that takes months to traverse, right? Um, as we mentioned, that size should be according to the plot and how much you want to restrict your characters into a particular geographic region. Another wonderful thing that you get to deal with while traveling through mountains is the likelihood of falling rocks, mudslides, avalanches even slick rocks present a serious challenge when you're at altitude i mean gravity is a challenge (laughs) yes and i would say obviously if you're flying and stuff like that as a dm it kind of overshadows a lot of that you're like oh well no big deal but if you watch the people in the flying squirrel suits if you ever watch those videos you know that flying in those areas is still very dangerous oh, due yeah. to the winds. You get some currents whipped up. Yep. Or maybe because the peaks are so high, maybe magic doesn't work at the top. <gasps> oh, my God. Could it's, be. It's like, yeah, you could do that, right? Altitude sickness is another thing you want to consider as well because the air is thin and you didn't play a Goliath. Goliaths are the only people who don't suffer from yeah, it. Yeah, think about that. And air genasi. It just occurred to me. Oh, well, yes. Well, they don't have to breathe. Exactly. We've got different types of terrain. 
Some things you could have are maybe force in the lower regions, if we, as we mentioned earlier. Sure. Rainforest or whatever. Any Well, realistically, mountains can spring out of basically any terrain. Yes. So that's what your lower reaches are going to be, whatever terrain it's set in. You're going to have sheer rock, snow and ice, and in a lot of places, there's not going to be any shelter. Yeah, you may just have a cliff face that you have to hang to. Take your pitons and hook your hammock up and just sleep on the side like those pictures of the crazy people do. Wait for the harpies to tear you asunder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a vast temperature range in a mountain. You could go from near tropical at the bottom all the way up to tundra or arctic at the top. Especially if you're flying, that temperature difference happens very quickly. Yes, indeed. Now, let's talk a little bit about shapes as well. We're talking about mountain ranges. DMs, I want you to think about how the mountain is structured. When people think about mountains, usually it's either like the triangle or the dome. But there's way more than that. Mountains can be as varied as your imagination. And some of the examples can include a vertical cliff. Sure. You could have drop-offs. You can have canyons and plateaus in the mountain chain. You can have caves. I mean, you should have caves. Absolutely. All, all sorts of elements can be part of that mountain. So as I'm climbing, maybe you've reached like a plateau on the chain and there's a vast forest just chilling, right? At a different elevation. Sure. Something else to think about is overhangs. Oh, yeah. Because that's that's where things get super tricky. Yeah. It's not just going up the mountain, going back down the mountain. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Lakes and streams, rivers, you could have all kinds of bodies of water, maybe even originate from the mountain. Yeah. You also have to think about whether or not they're dealing with a single mountain, like what, Mount McKinley, mm-hmm. or an entire chain of mountains, the Rockies, the Himalayas, what have you. Yep. And because we're playing fantasy games and a lot of this stuff, if you are, then think about magic. Yeah. Maybe that mountain is magic. What hap- What? What do you got with a magic mountain, Matt? Anything. <laughs> All sorts of things. You can touch that mountain, turn into stone. How delightful. My brain just went to magic mountain. Like you touch it and you just, oh, you just start whipping around the mountain. Go around in the dark. <laughs> sure. You can do that if you want. There's all sorts of natural dangers in a mountain. We've got wildlife. Absolutely. Course, which, the elements. Oh, yeah. Poisonous plants or hostile inhabitants. Got to have some of those. You will if you play my game. <laughs> As we mentioned above, rock falls, mudslides, avalanches. Now, these are both active and passive problems. If it happened a week ago, it could wipe out a path or you know, make former passes impassable. And again, these can happen according to the speed of story, right? You need to like have your characters linger a little bit. No problem there, right? A mudslide is taking out part of the uh, part of the trail and they're going to have to climb or maybe go inside a cave. Now it goes into an underdark adventure. <gasps> oh boy. Oh boy. And then until you get back outside of the mountain chain or maybe you meet some friendly dwarves who want to sell you beer. You never know. Sure. All kinds of fun stuff. We mentioned storms and the weather in general, and the wind can whip up, just tear you off the rock face. When you reach a certain elevation, as we mentioned, right, no shelter, and the winds are whipping, it's bad times. Yeah. And it's especially bad times because of the last of the dangers. Gravity. Gravity's a bitch. Gravity's the biggest danger on a mountain. Every time. We've got all sorts of unique creatures and animals that you can encounter on a mountain chain. Let's go over a few. For example, giants in general. Sure. 
Stone Giants. Stone Giants love mountains. And hill giants. And hill giants, yeah. yeah. Especially those two. Speaking of giants, giant and dire forest creatures in the lower reaches, including maybe in the upper reaches, some dire mountain goats. I would love to see some dire mountain goats in a game. That would be like Thor's goats from the Marvel movie. It'd be great. Yeah, we they definitely should, need to write those up. They should shriek the whole time, too. Yetis or Wendigo or Bigfoot? Basically, the entire cryptozoological spectrum. Yeah, throw them in there, right? Anything could exist on a mountain because they're places where people don't go. Yeah. Birds and flying creatures in the upper reaches, but they, birds, of course, can be in any environment where they can fly. Sure. And those could also be giant or dire birds. Absolutely. Dire rocks. Think about that. That thing would be enormous because rocks are big anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's just awful. Can you imagine the pilot tromping up? He's hot because his, he's, he decided to take his armor. He's not taking it off and it's heavy. And so he's straining. The rogue's looking back at him going, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? And this gigantic airplane comes out of nowhere with talons and just takes him, flies off into the sunset. It would basically be a, a dire rock would be what happens if a Quetzalcoatlus, the dinosaur, mm-hmm. was crossed with an Archaeopteryx. I could see that. So That'd be kind of cool. The size, but give it the Archaeopteryx body. Yeah, it's... It's like a Boeing 747 just kind of just swoops in. Changing gears a little bit. You're going to have plant creatures in the lower reaches. Sure. I mean, brushlings or anything like that, blights. Get a fey or elementals, even galabders. Yeah, they don't get enough love. They don't get a lot. We got we got galabder love, right? We're probably yeah. not pronouncing it right, but that's fine. Goblinoids. Probably minding their own business since they don't get a lot of travelers. Doing goblin things yeah. up on the mountains, hanging out. Living life, enjoying things. Yeah. yeah. We mentioned giants earlier, but you could also throw in some other mythological creatures. For example, things like rocks or pegasi. Griffins. Yeah. Any of the, what I consider to be the, the Olympian mythology. And basically anything with wing Harpies. Yeah. You touched on that, but. Dragons. <laughs> sure. I mean, you want to place to throw a dragon stick them in a mountain particularly red dragons yeah wannabe dragon i mean wyverns um (laughs) giant insects now that's interesting i could see a campaign you're climbing up you're reaching the peaks and then some giant ants just come crawling out of a like this cone at the top of the mountain it's not a mountain the whole thing is just a giant ant hill precisely (laughs) i love it would that not be something insane? And people just like, oh my God, they're the size of cars. Or What is the name of that movie? Them? Oh yeah. That was a great movie. They came out of the desert. Yeah. You could have were creatures. Sure. Were bears would make perfect sense. Were goats. Were goats. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Be great. Still pee on their heads though. And finally, Matt. Undead. Why not? It's a great place for a, a necromancer to set up shop because people generally don't go tromping through the mountain unless they have a reason to. Yeah. Uh, one of the undead I remember was, I can't remember what the name of it, but it was the one that died of cold exposure. It's in 3.5. Yeah. Bring it back to 5th. I think they've got, they might be in uh, Rhyme of the Frost. There's got to be an undead that's frost related in frost, Rhyme of the Frostbane. Yeah, it should be, yeah. regardless. But- that would be really fun to bring back some custom undead 
that are mountain related. Can you imagine one that just spider climbs all the way up? Sure. That'd be that'd be hilarious, right? You're sitting there with your pitons and your rope, you're climbing up, and all of a sudden this thing's just just like yeah, scurrying up like from the ring. I was thinking moving like uh, Jack Skellington. Oh, nice. Yeah, kind of on their hands and legs, mm-hmm. all angles and bones. Yep. Yeah, that'd be fun. Now, Matt, speaking of creatures, we've got the question of the week. All right. What is the question of the week? I'm assuming mountain terrain related. Indeed. What type of creature would you want to be your mount or Sherpa for a mountain adventurer? Okay. I'm going to try to answer both of those. Okay. See how this works. My mount, I'm thinking a very popular Underdark creature would be great for the mountain, which is the riding lizard. Sure. Because he can just go all the way up, right? Might need to keep him warm, but other than that, he's... Eh, there's some blades on him, right? He'd do a little, uh, yeah, do a little warm spell or something like that. That'd be a lot of fun. And then I'm thinking for a Sherpa to lead me up would be a Korid. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Because they're stone creatures anyway. Right. Okay. Well, they have stony hair, wasn't it? They're fey of they're fey of yeah, something. They're they're mountain fey. Yeah. Like Oriad. Yeah. They're like uh satyrs, but more mountain related than forest related. Yes. Yeah. Be kind of cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Hang out with the cord, right? Just just strolling up the mountain, you know. Taking my time. You're not gonna get drunk and fall off. That's not gonna happen. Nah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> now, Matt, what would your creature uh for your mount or Sherpa be getting up the mountain or down it? I think for a Sherpa, I would probably go with a Gripply. A Gripply? Yeah. Yeah. They've got the toes. Certainly not going to fall off anywhere. Indeed. What kind of mount would you have? That's a good question. I mean, obviously, the Atar would be good. Uh, uh, It's just a different type of mountain goat. Oh, okay. They're the ones that walk like sideways along cliff faces and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. That would be good. Um, Griffins would be fun. See, there's that whole crashing into the side of the mountain because of the winds thing. I would actually rather have something that can maneuver on the mountain face. How about a Galeb Durr? <laughs> no, those are boulders, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't work. I don't know. What's, hey. the, one that, what's the acid one that eats the mountain? <laughs> the Delver. A Delver would be great. Yeah, just make your own pass. That'd be kind of fun, right? Sure. Shouldn't be that hard to convince it to go eat a mountain. I mean, it's what they do. When all else fails, it could also be a dire ant. Just crawl right up. Yeah. Snail flail or flail snail. A flail snail would be delightful as well. I'm interested to see what our listeners would choose as well. If you've got an answer for either a Sherpa or some sort of creature to get you up and down a mountain chain, hit us up at Goblin's Corner on Twitter. Of course, we're on every single social media channel that we can find. It's true. More and more every day. Now, we've kind of briefly gone over some creatures here, but there's lots of different fun cultures that you can have in a mountain chain as well. Sure. So let's give some example. Now, obviously, the first is fairly easy. Yeah, the classic dwarves. Yeah, dwarves live in a mountain, right? And sure. they live in, but they could also live on top. Sure. And they should. We mentioned goblinoid tribes, so that not necessarily is just goblins. Could be bugbears, could be hobgoblins. hobgoblins. Yeah. yeah, any of them. All sorts of uh, fun creatures, and those two types should 
because I mean that's that's kind of where their their home is, right? Although goblins can live anywhere, I mean dwarves can live anywhere for that matter. There are hill dwarves, so it's true. Yeah, it's just you know stereotypical. Exactly. Now we've also got Goliaths. Yep, which we did touch on very briefly, and this would be a great way to interject Goliaths into a game if you don't normally use them. Indeed. They'd be great NPCs. They're very kind of competition-based, which is a lot of fun. I I enjoy Goliaths, but I also enjoy them being a relatively rare race. Just so you can play them more often? I, I like the, the idea that they normally are nomadic across mountain ranges and stuff like that. And so you're not going to find them in the desert normally unless they're an adventurer. That's a good point. We've got giants of all types. There's a lot of different civilizations you could have. Now, obviously stone giants and hill giants, but... Storm giants? I was about to say, there's nothing to say a storm giant couldn't live on top of a peak where just lightning is flaring the whole time. Sure. Big old thunderhead just kind of hanging out. You could also put some unusual, like cloud giants would be great. Also make your own. You can make your own type of giant. Sure. Why not? We've got potentially a varial. Yes. And for those of you who don't know what that is, Matt, what's an Avarial? They are the winged elves. And once upon a time, they used to live in Aries up in the mountains. So, yep. That'd be if you don't have them in your game, if you just wanted a tiny little unique culture to put somewhere, they'd be a great one to add. Yeah. Another creature that doesn't get a lot of love, Aracokra. That's right. And depending upon the version you play in, They've looked vastly different. They've gone from looking like people with wings to parrots with wings to also eagles with wings. Sure. To just eagles with no wings. Like they've they've changed up a lot. We should probably do an episode on those. That would be good. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. They've got a really interesting history. Just the wild variants. The wild variants of Aracokra. Yeah, sure. Now, I like the idea of adding new species. Because mountains are oftentimes untraveled or basically left alone. You're going to have things like hidden valleys and stuff like that. Just Yeah, they would make ranch there. Delicious ranch dressing. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, but yeah, just uh, you can always get weird with it. And you should. We approve of weirdness. Speaking of weird, wizards can live on a mountain range or hermits other wise creatures you always think of the the trope climbing up the mountain to find the wise man sure and not necessarily a particular creature of any type but just a society in general you can also have hidden bases yeah military research whatever or even just hidden civilizations maybe i think it's like shangri-la but but like some kind of you know culture that lives up on top of the mountain far away from everything makes sense it would be interesting to have an entire village of like earth genasi up there because it just runs so heavily in the bloodlines up there that eventually basically everybody is an earth genasi at that point that'd be pretty cool and you know doesn't have to be just humans no it doesn't mix it up right have an aracokra earth genasi absolutely that'd be kind of neat that would be very cool they call me stone wings I am Stone Wings. Get out of the way, Paladin. Dragonborn Earth Genasi. A Dragonborn Earth Genasi would be awesome. A Goblin Earth Genasi. Yeah. Yeah. They call me Little Pebble. Little Pebble. 
a little purple pebble. He just someone hits him and they break their fist and he kicks him in the laughs shin, at him, laughs at him, and then bites their ankle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Something else you find in the mountains. We went on, we rabbited a little bit, but we're back. Something else you will find in the mountains are your big bad evil guys. Absolutely. Nothing like a big old mountain chain filled with dungeons. Sure. The whole mountain chain is just the, one large dungeon. That would be awesome to create. We were that there you go. That's our next adventure right there. It's just you're exploring an entire mountain chain. Just a mega dungeon. A mega dungeon. Part of it is exposed to the elements. Sure. Like cliff face dungeons and such. Maybe open to the sky. Yeah, it actually cut weaves in and out of the mountain range. That would be awesome. Yeah. Think about that. That'd be cool. You could have bandits. Sure. Just straight up bandits, right? Living the dream, right? Away from society. Maybe they were wanted for crimes they didn't commit. You just couldn't resist it, could you? <laughs> you could have trailblazers. Yes. And, and of different flavors, right? You could have explorers or explorer societies. Cartographers or poachers, right? Making maps or making skins. Sure. Hunters in general, or even wildlife film crews, yeah, no, depending on your genre. Doesn't necessarily mean that we're playing D&D. Could be playing Shadowrun Chummer, right? You could have all sorts of uh, loggers or miners or anybody. Honestly, anything that there's a resource, mountains have. Could yeah. be mining for coal. Sure. Could be uh, stone cutting. Oh, yeah. Just have a big quarry on the side of a mountain. That'd be kind of fun. It's an easy place to find stone. Absolutely. <laughs> Research groups and so forth. Absolutely. You touched on this one, Lost Kingdoms, Hidden Valleys, Shangri-La. Yeah, what better place to store a mighty artifact than far away from everybody else? Yeah. Stick it on top of the mountain, maybe at a sacred peak. That'd be kind of fun. Just make it horribly inconvenient to get to. Absolutely. And finally, you could have the home of the gods. Absolutely. Go I'm, Olympus with it. Yeah. Yeah. Climb up the mountain. Maybe there are different levels, different deities per level. That'd be fun. So a lot of different cultures, a lot of different creatures, and a lot of different terrains and environments that you can have on this mountain chain. Maybe on the same mountain. Absolutely. Now let's talk a little bit about themes, Matt. Okay. What kind of themes do we get out of a mountainous terrain series? Well, obviously you've got travel. You have to get from here to there. You've got exploration, exhaustion, backtracking. All of that fills in the actual physicality of the mountain. Oh, yeah. There's the struggle. So the concept of either struggling against the elements, struggling against many foes. Struggling against gravity. Gravity is a constant struggle, right? Dying of thirst, top of a mountain. Sure. Danger. Ever-present danger. If you're doing a survival campaign, which, by the way, if you haven't heard, go check out our survival campaign episode, but maybe you are surviving on the mountain, Sure, one misstep means you fall to your death. That's a lot of fun. Not for the character dying, but it's fun to play out that type of scenario. One of the themes could be the ascent into heaven. Or the levels of enlightenment. Both of those are kind of the same concept of equating height with... Enlightenment. Yeah. Now, the other thing that occasionally we find is that mountains are geographical features that have been used to contain great evils. Right. 
And depending upon the game that you're playing, those evils could be defined as great artifacts, toxic waste, monsters, maybe a giant dragon or a sleeping deity. Baylor. Mighty Cthulhu. Just chilling in the mountain. Mountains of Madness, right? Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. The lore of stone is another interesting theme. I want you to explain a little bit more about what you mean by the lore of stone. So culturally, you've got a lot of things that tap into, like runes are often considered a type of stonework. Now, they're occasionally carved in wood as well, but most often you find them on stone. Um, Culturally, all of our first weapons and first tools were made of stone. So all of that history, all of that touches on something primal, you can make that part of your game. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. So adding a little mysticism of... Of actual stone, yeah. It'd be cool to have a stone-oriented druid. We have uh, a megalith-oriented druid. Which is similar. Right, but not... We didn't do one that's actually just stone. Like a mountain druid. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. The concept of agelessness is oftentimes associated with a mountain. The mountain has always been there, and by all expectation, will always be there. It's not a volcano, so it's going to stick around for a while until the, the winds and water wear it down. The concept of old worlds. Uh, because you can have valleys and places that are isolated for great amounts of time, they are trapped in their own timeline. Basically. Yeah. So as you mentioned, hidden areas or hidden cities, even ruins could be located. And that would also kind of throw into the exploration as well. Indeed. Right? Going to a mountain chain for some kind of MacGuffin and you find an entire civilization or ruins of a civilization hidden within the mountain range. Sure. Mountains are also oftentimes considered places of power. And you can touch on that on a whole lot of different ways. Like maybe you have to go to the heart of the mountain. Maybe you have to go to the apex of the mountain or what have you. But in and of themselves, they are often considered places of power. They have great gravitas. Yeah, you climb up the mountain to receive wisdom from the gods. Come back down and tell everybody. Exactly. Bring fire back to your people. Sure. Finally, things contained or things buried. And that kind of goes on the big bad evil guy trope or even the thing's hidden, right. but this is more of the mountain itself is containing something within actively. Yeah. So you could have the concept of maybe wards or portals to different dimensions. Sure. Maybe guardians holding something nefarious back from escaping into the prime material plane. Or even just great riches. Oh, you mean like, is there just gold and jewels yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. Sure. I mean, where do you find gold and jewels? Find them in the mountains. Speaking of gold and jewels, we have some story options, and interestingly enough, the first one that you happened to name was Reclaiming a Mine. Or just reclaiming fortresses, which were oftentimes on mountain faces, mm -hmm. or maybe even a dwarven kingdom needs reclaiming from whatever foe took it over. Yeah, trolls climbed up the mountain, decided to wreck the place, now you got a bunch of stone trolls, they're half Genasi trolls hanging out. Sure. Eating half Genasi paladins. Delicious. Delicious. A vast mountain range may separate one kingdom from the next. How will you find the pass to get through to the other kingdom? Could be something as simple as that, right? You're trying to establish a trade route. Yeah. Or maybe they're trying to attack the other kingdom 
and they have to find a pass to get through the mountains. For whatever reason you're doing, regardless of your motivation, you're one of the teams that was hired to find the way. Yep. Maybe players find the corpse of a previously unknown humanoid species while traversing the mountains. There you go. Could be alive or dead, right? Yep. Find some bones, reconstruct it. Oh, man, this is ancient creature. It's the the goat man. That's what it is. We have the goat man. The Ibixians. Is that what they are? They well, that's what they used to be. I don't think they exist in five E. Ah, we can we can update them for five E. Sure. Yeah, wear goats. That'd be fun too. Another story option: A Galeb Dur is looking for its fellows who have been lost in a rock slide. Remember, Galeb Durs look like rocks, look like boulders. Yeah, sure. big boulder dudes, right? How will the players find his friends? It's gonna be tough. It'd be tough. They all look like boulders, so you have to figure something out. Maybe. Players discover an enlightened civilization of harpies that wish to trade. Nice harpies. Yeah? That'd be kind of cool. I haven't seen it done before. I like that idea. I, I like that idea because maybe they, they crest a rise, they're on a plateau, and there's just, just, I'm thinking very Greek columns. You know, they come upon the city, and they're just harpies chilling out, right? Yeah. They're like, hey, welcome. Come trade. How will the players deal with that? Yeah, right? They'll do the double take. Yeah. Palin's not sure if he can smite or not. Never know. A stone giant goes on a walkabout into the dream world and encounters the party. Maybe you have to help the stone giant get back away from the dream world. Because remember, stone giants believe that the rest of the world is a dream. Yeah. It's a hallucination. Only the cave is real. Undead stream from a vast fortress located on a high mountain peak. Can they reach the summit and defeat the evil within? No. (laughs) yeah they might be able to maybe players are hired by a dwarven cleric to find an ancient temple atop a mountain in a specific range that's fun because if it's not on the first apex you're gonna have to go from apex to apex to apex yeah it gives you a general direction and you have to fight your way up and down the hills (laughs) always fun i love this next one by the way thank you (laughs) matt did this one this is great a megafauna mountain cat is looking for a new place to nap for the next thousand years. You crest the ridge of a plateau and you see the rest of the mountain chain and it's like, it oddly looks like a cat sleeping and it wakes up and like half the mountain range is a mountain megafauna. Yeah. Like a cat, a just giant stone cat. It's a mountain lion. I love that. That's great. <laughs> And finally, this one's mine, of course, you can tell, a red dragon has been abducting accountants from nearby towns for some unknown purpose. Yeah. Sure. What's a red dragon need to do with tax accountants? What? When the dragon abducts the party's accountant, they must brave the mountain ranges for them. How dare you steal the party's accountant? This would be especially amusing in an acquisition, Acquisitions Inc. campaign. Absolutely. <laughs> That's where I was thinking. Because in an Acquisitions Inc. campaign, the party's accountant may be a player. Sure. Get stolen. Yep. Go deal with the Red Dragon and may have tax problems. So there you have it. Several story options, terrain, cultures, and creatures for you to use in your next campaign, all related to the mountain. Climb it up, climb it down. Whatever way you look at it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like we covered at least the bases. Yeah, the base of the mountains. Mm-hmm. Any questions or comments, hit us up at Goblin's Corner on Twitter. Did you enjoy our program? We hope so. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player, YouTube and Twitch. You can also click the five stars and give us a review on iTunes, Podchaser, and YouTube. 
It boosts our show and feeds the hungry algorithm. Which is currently a gallop dur starting an avalanche with one tiny pebble. Boop. And all just steamrolls from there. That's all the time we have for tonight. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Good night, folks. The Goblin's Corner is written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Staples. The music is by the Mighty D20. This has been a Subterranean production.